0: I-N-M-E-N-U N N. Main Menu
1: Main Menu Main, Main menu.
2: menu
1: Hello, listeners. This is Main Menu for the 18th of August, 2017. Hi, I'm your co-host, Jason Castanquay. This week we're going to continue where we left off with the Environmental Access and Transportation Committee presentation. Paul Schrader, Director of Public Policy at Ira, was speaking and giving some background, and now he's going to take some questions and give us a demonstration of Ira. Really neat stuff. Next, I'd like to talk to you about the upcoming solar eclipse and some resources available to help you take it all in. Enjoy the show! Opinions
0: expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
3: I'll take a question. So, my question. This
4: is Christy. Oh, hi. Thank you. Oh, hi. Got a microphone. I have a daughter who I would love to work. She is wonderful. It's it's wonderful to have um, a describer. Homegrown, and I think she'd be perfect. But she looked on the website and said, "Mom, it looks like you have to live in San Diego." Oh,
3: absolutely not! Nope, nope, nope. Anywhere in the country.
4: And so, is there training in San Diego, or how does that work?
5: You want to take that? Sure, I'll take that. First off, hello everyone. My name is Troy Otilio. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Ira. Really proud to. The gym, yeah, know. really, really proud to be here. Thank, thanks, thanks. Uh, quite, quite a good crowd here. Um, so the answer is, uh, the question is about training. So first off, any, anywhere in the country, you need an Internet connection and a computer, and you can be an agent. Now, we do screen our agents for certain skills. Like, you have to be good at describing, and you have to have some basic computer skills. Um, and then once you're selected, like we, when we advertise our openings, we get a lot of candidates. And if you make, the, you know, if, if you're selected to be an agent... Then you go through a training program. That training program lasts maybe about two or three weeks in duration and involves a couple of steps. One of them is um, some outdoor work. We actually take our agents outside. We blindfold them, and they are connected to an agent. But this is also so they get empathy for what it is like to walk around and use your, uh, your your senses, your hearing. And the second thing we do is we go through. We have a lengthy training manual and some online training resources so that they learn how to converse, what to describe, what not to do. So uh, as IRA as agents, we're there to provide information. We're not there to um, judge or otherwise interpret and, and help and make decisions. Paul could probably be more eloquent about what this exactly means. But for example, um, one thing we do not do is tell you it's safe to cross the street. We will tell you that the light is green. We will tell you that, you know, what is in front of you, but we're never going to say it's safe to cross street. That's something a decision you have to make on your own, um, using the skills you have. So, did that answer your question? Yeah,
3: here, Paul. Of course, they need an internet connection. Um, the, the agent would need an internet connection, but yeah, it, it, as the as the basic uh, path in. Um, yeah, that and that whole street thing. Absolutely. In fact, as as you. Uh, work with agents. Uh, they, they are trained to say, "I'll remain quiet while you cross the street," because they know they can't be speaking or talking to you and, and distracting you while you're doing that. They will describe an intersection if you ask them to. Um, so it's helpful sometimes to know how many streets are coming together. Uh, sometimes I find that horrifying. Actually, I'd rather not know. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just going to venture forth because if you tell me that no, I'm really frightened about it. Um, so let me let me just do a quick uh, run through of, of the app so you can kind of get a feel for what's in it. What's that? How do people contact? Um, so, IRA's website is the best place to go, which is A I R A, but it is pronounced IRA, and it's a i r a dot I O. So, we took the I O suffix, um, nobody else was using it, and so I mean, a lot of, I think a lot of tech companies may be using it now, but um, so a i r a dot I O. .io. Dot I-O. Yeah, we're in booth 28 here and we've got some show uh show specials that you can take advantage of. Um or you can talk to any of our wonderful folks who are down there and we're we'll also have another uh, program tonight after this one if you don't get enough of me and Troy. <laughs> um do the I mean AI is artificial intelligence, right? Yeah. Sort of. And Ra was I guess was was it actually really truly somebody's idea to use Ra, the god yeah. of yeah, light or
5: idea. Saman is a, a very visionary, big thinker, and so he wanted, to, he wanted a name that meant something. So the first two letters, like you said, is AI, for artificial intelligence. And this, the second two is Ra. Remember the Egyptian god of light or sight. Uh, uh, isn't that cool? Uh-huh. Yep. But we also sometimes say artificial intelligence remote assistance, R-A. So that's another way you can memorize it. And by the way, most people struggle to say IRA. Everyone wants to go ERA. Area. Or area, and I always tease uh you know anyone from Boston like that's the Boston pronunciation of IRA is era, <laughs> but uh no no offense to anyone from Boston of course it's number twenty eight so when you come into the convention hall, if you stay on the right side um if you if you walk down the right side of the uh of the walkway and take a right, you'll be in the area where IRA is or the area I, the IRA
3: where area is no yeah I don't know how you can use it. Um, I'm going to – I'll just do a quick – I'll do a little quick tech Yeah. while you're doing that. I yeah. Don't be stretching. There's no time for that sort of thing. Okay.
4: This time the mic works. Do we have uh, a does question?
3: the mic work this time? Oh,
4: good. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, I'm sorry. I might have missed it. I don't hear well. But what is the cost of – the initial cost, and then there's the monthly cost for it.
3: So I'm going to jump into all that in just a second. Let me show the, the technology first, uh, and then we'll come back and talk about plans and months and some of those logistics. But I want to get a better feel for what Ira actually looks like, does, kind of feels like. Um, I've actually folded up the glasses for a minute, and i put the microphone on the stand for a second so I can have my hands free. But I'm going to unfold the glasses so you'll hear a little bit
4: about what. Battery 90%. Finding Wi-Fi.
3: Yeah, so so this was the Google Google Glass that I opened. Now I wanted you to hear that largely because um, to hear that we don't actually use that speaker. So why did I do that? Well, just because um, it, there is a speaker in the Google Glass. It's 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 actually kind of loud at times, especially in a quiet room. Um, but but in a setting like this or in a setting outdoors, you'd never want to rely on that speaker. It sits behind your right ear. That's where all the technology is in the glass is on the right side. Um, but it is does give you a couple of basic things about. Um, the glass searching for Wi-Fi, uh, battery status when you open it, and then it'll tell you when it's connected, and I actually took it away from the mic, but it told me that. So, I've got the iPhone app.
0: five bars, signal strength, status, volume, glass info, heading.
3: Um, let's see, across the bottom are the basic tabs. Home, tab,
0: 105, selected, my glass, tab, and Let's slow this down just a little. Headings, characters, words, speaking
3: rate. I mean, I know you guys don't really need me to. When sighted audiences, man, I gotta tell you, you gotta take it way down.
0: 65, 60, 55. All right, here we go. Words all right all right fine home tab one of five selected my glass we selected my glass tab two of five my favorite is the weefy tab weefy tab three of five
3: i sometimes call my wife that she doesn't like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> usage tab four of five
3: i know we've been married 30 years i don't know how i did it but
0: yeah usage is the yeah, four. usage more tab five of five
3: and then is the inevitable more tab and to be honest with you, I'm not even actually sure what's behind the More tab, because I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, I know there's health, uh, and I think there's some other things you can do there. Um, and the usage we'll get to in a second, it's a nice tab to have. So the first thing I always do is make sure the Wi-Fi is connected where it's supposed to be. wi
0: tab, three selected, We've- PWS iPhone selected. ATT Wi Fi
3: 9487. My Fi. Now you heard it said ATT with some numbers behind it. So that tells me that's my ATT uh, selected. device. ATT Wi-Fi 9, which is great. And I just reselect it anyway just because I'm anal like that and want to make sure. Um, and then I'll usually look at the My Glass
0: tab. My Glass tab. Two selected. My Glass. My Glass connected. Heading. Refresh. Button. Glass info. Heading. Wi Fi name. ATT Wi Fi 9000. Glass battery 90. Estimated time: 144 minutes. Version: 177. MiFi info: Heading. MiFi battery: 63. Signal strength: Poor.
3: So we just got a lot, a boatload of information there. I learned about the glasses. I learned about how many, how much time is left on this charge of the glass. I learned the percent of charge on the MiFi battery, which is nice to know. And I also learned that the signal is poor, which is, gives me some fear for doing this next part of the demo. Uh, I hope the signal might improve between now and then. That there is, you know, there is one. There is one thing about Ira that is uh, still a—it's not a work in progress because it's not really fair to say that because it's not Ira. It is the—that is the cell network is not as ubiquitous at five bars as we'd all like it to be. That's true for anything, um, and it's true for Ira. It's true for any cell phone based technology. So there are places, uh, sometimes indoors, sometimes just in places where the network is not as strong as it is should be. And there are some places where AT&T network isn't maybe as strong as another network. So that's, uh, my phone happens to be uh, an AT&T phone as well. So I'm going to go to the home button.
0: Home tab. One selected. Home tab. And one here. I can make some choices. Call error from phone. Button. Glass. Button. One selected. Phone. Button. Two of two.
3: All right, so the first thing was I got to select glass or phone.
0: Glass button, one of two.
3: And you heard that that phone was the selected one. Glass is not.
0: I'm going to go ahead and select glass. Selected glass, one of two.
3: So Ira can be used from your phone camera as well as from the glass camera. We tend to like the glass camera for lots of reasons. It's better for orientation. It's easier because the agent and you can best communicate where you're looking uh, and, and that kind of thing. Uh, most, most of us, the orientation is sort of looking left, right, looking up, down from our head is, is fine and, and it's good orientation. But sometimes the iPhone camera is simply a better or the phone camera is simply a better way to do what you need to do. Um, but when you're running through glasses, again, remember, the glass is running through the MyFi device, which puts you on the AT&T network. It's not your data then, which is nice. Uh, I've selected glass. I'm going to see if I can... Call error from glass button. Now, the big test. Dun, 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 dun. Connecting. Dun, dun, dun. I also got connecting to agent in my little glass speaker behind my ear.
6: Doo, doo,
0: doo, doo. <laughs> Sound, sound, output speaker. All right, sounds like something's happening. Sound
6: output speaker. Here we go. Thanks for calling Ira. This is Drew. How can I help
3: you? Hey, Drew, how are you?
6: Good. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. So uh, do you have a video connection?
6: I do. I can see quite clearly.
3: What do we see, Drew? Tell us what we see.
6: Well, we got uh, right in front of us to our right, we have a full row of people. We got five people <laughs> in the front row, six people. And there's a table right behind them. And looks like, uh, you know, maybe a dozen people on this right side. If you'll scan to the left, I could tell you some more here. We got another front row full. People are nice and active, getting right up front there. And then uh, maybe a dozen people behind that. It's a nice big conference room. There's uh, probably six tables on each side here um what else would you like to know about tell me uh
3: well tell me about the walls of the room what kind of color what what are they what are they covered with and what do they look like
6: it looks like a yellowish maybe whitish it's a little hard to tell with that lighting but uh uh, let's see here keep scanning around here you got some some lamps on the wall in the back there along the side looks like a paneling kind of wall um there's some drapery along the sides there. Uh, it's like a nice little conference room. What
3: about on the uh, floor? What's the carpet look like?
6: That's a nice pattern, sort of floral pattern. It's a reddish with like a yellow burst, kind of.
3: Now, let's see if we can find Troy. Where, where'd he go? Is he still off here to the left somewhere?
6: Looks like he's hiding from you.
3: Yeah, I was going to say. He <laughs> doesn't want me to pick on his shirt again.
6: Um... <laughs> uh, he's right there. There he is. He's right to your left.
3: So 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 I did this yesterday. So tell me what 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 kind of color shirt is Troy wearing cuz he's got cool shirts.
6: Troy is wearing looks like a that's eh, pretty boring. Looks like a white polo. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Not today.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh yeah but I set him up for it, so it 's okay. I set okay. drew up to tell I set drew up to tell me that information, but that is a good point <laughs> A boring white polo. is that what you said? Okay, well, yeah
6: I mean, it looks great. he looks great in it well he, he,
3: just... he, 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 okay now we 're going back to the judgment drew i don 't know. oh, <laughs> you
6: well, seemed offended.
3: So, so, and this is one of the interesting, uh, you know, it's funny uh, that we just did this because one of the things that I said early on to uh, agents as I started working with them is, um, it it may just be me, but, you know, at least in Washington, D.C., where I am, I feel like dress codes are kind of changing, and I don't really get to know what people are dressed like in meetings, right? I don't know if they're still wearing mostly suit and tie, if they've kind of gone more business casual, if it's jacket, no tie, tie, no jacket, and so I've said to agents, you know, look, I'd like to kind of know what are people wearing in the room? Because look, we're blind people. We already kind of stick out. Um, we're already kind of noticeable. And it, And if you want to do your own thing, that's cool. But I'd kind of like to know, you know, more or less what the dress code around me is, just because I think it's part of what, in being a professional, I want to be able to at least, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to stand out, I want to make the decision to do that. But if I want to be able to look like Uh, the rest of the group that I'm interacting with, kind of the same sort of dress code, I want to do that. And so this is one of those things that um, it's sometimes hard to get that information, um, especially if you don't really have colleagues in the room. Because if you walk up and ask people what you're wearing, that's really not a good opening line. I have found that can lead to trouble. And uh, so... Uh, good good not to do that. The, the, the other thing of course um, as you can tell uh, or as you might be able to tell uh, you know, Drew's got uh, a fair amount of distance in, in terms of what he's able to see which is great because in airports with those overhead signs or any place really where you've got those distant signs uh, that are tough to get. Even, if you've got low vision and you can do some reading you probably can't read those signs and for the most part most of us can't. Uh, and so it's really nice to be able to have somebody who is trained and able to look for the signage, because here's the other thing, that when you walk up to an untrained sighted person and you ask, OK, I'm looking for X address, their first response is usually, I have no idea. And then the second thing I'll say to them is, yeah, I think it's actually right here in this block. Can you look up and see what numbers were near? I don't know where the numbers are. I think they're actually right up there above your head. Oh, yeah, I see there's numbers up there. You've got to train these sighted people on how to give you information. We've already done that with Ira, so, um or or yeah, you get the over there, uh, right, of course. Um, and so so I mean I'm sorta of teasing a little bit, although it, it does seem it does seem as though I found in my life in the last ten years or so that sight of people really don't read signs. I don't know what it is. They just don't I don't know why they're there then. It's like they're not there for me. You're not reading them. So who's who are they here for?
6: Well I can tell you right now that I can see one sign in the room and that's the exit sign in the far right. <laughs>
3: You're not, you you're not suggesting people should use that, are you? Though absolutely Drew? I, not. Okay, I just, you know, want to make sure you're not, you're not queuing people up for that. Um, but the excellent, a- absolutely, and I think, you know, as I said, one of the things that a lot of our explorers have found so delightful in Ira is, is is getting around the airport, not having to wait for someone to assist them, um, not being treated like a child. You know, you sit here until we bring somebody for you. Um, being able to find your own baggage. Um, so we all got baggage, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, getting, getting to the gate. Now, and, and by the way, uh, before somebody asks, because you should ask this question, what about the restroom? Yes, we can get you there, and there's a privacy mode button in Ira. With...
0: Let's see if I can find it.
3: Why do the volume go so low here?
0: Selected. Pri-
6: privacy mode
0: turned I've,
3: uh, I've just enabled the privacy mode, and I presume, Drew, you don't have video, I hope. <laughs> or, or, or audio. I meant he can't hear me. Pri-
6: privacy mode turned off. Drew, are you back? Yeah, what were you saying about me?
3: I was saying... Oh. <laughs> They're not going to tell you, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, so so the privacy mode is a real helpful mode, and and I think it's correct, Drew, that if I forget for some reason, you you guys will turn it on, right? So you're not
6: absolutely, you know, absolutely.
3: Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, you 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 nobody wants to be involved in watching you've got, the bathroom. You got a question? No. Eight cool. Let's do it.
2: Probably the wrong time, but I did in fact need to go to the ladies' room yesterday. And I tapped privacy, and it didn't work. Now, fortunately, we just ended the call, <laughs> and I went on from there. But um, in that case, would I have been able to? And the agent suggested that we end the call. Right. Could I have had her enable privacy, or, I mean, I was—it was no biggie. I said, "I'll, you know, I can get out of here. I'll call you later." We we just ended the call, but I, it was, I believe
3: you could have had the agent enable privacy. And, and, it, and it's actually helpful, you know, you can call back in and I'm going to come back to that in just a second, but, you know, for a short term duration, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I've also had a situation where I'm talking to somebody and I, I don't necessarily want the agent to hear what I'm talking about, so I'll, I'll hit the privacy mode. And you just, you know, for a couple sec, minute or two minutes or whatever, you connect. It's just easier if you can go back out of that and connect right back in. But um, something I should say about the call um, when, so you end the call, and even if you call back in in a minute, you may or may not get the same agent, which is not a big deal because you know, they'll have your profile and they'll know where you are and they'll be able to pick right back up, basically. Um, but just so you know. And one other interesting thing to say about what Ira can do, and then we'll maybe go back to some questions, or I should let Troy talk a little, um, is um, uh, taking pictures. So initially the picture-taking... Uh, was something that was developed as part of the platform to give the agent more ability to read material or to really hone in on something, right? because there's only so much you c- they can do remotely with the video camera to get it to focus, to zoom, magnify, etc. Um, and for example, it's kind of tough like to get us you know, up 20 feet in the air to get to the overhead sign to get really close to it, let's say. So they take a picture and they can zoom in on the picture. Uh, and get information from that. But that has morphed into, as Suman said, other things. And, of course, one of the ones that I do like is the taking a picture of my luggage. And then when it's coming down the carousel, it's it's saved to my profile, and the agent can see it. Uh, And so I'm not having to grope every bag that comes by, which, you know, gets annoying. Um, There's there's probably better ways... Somebody here in this room could probably teach me better ways to be a blind person. So, you know, I'm open. I'm open for those suggestions. But... um, So so, and then of course it's now morphed into taking the pictures and sharing them because you know we want good photos as well. I am I my family, they like when I take selfies because they laugh at me because they're bad. Um, Some some blind people are good selfie takers. I'm not one of them, Uh, but now we've got the ability with agents to uh, to share to save and share and and use our pictures. And so it's just been a nice cool addition. IRA's integrated with Uber, so if you have trouble, you know, it's not so much hard to order an Uber car, perhaps, but sometimes finding where they are, where the driver is. Drivers don't always communicate that well. Um, Or you know, knowing where they are on the map, these are the pain points that that IRA can help with, for sure, uh, as part of that integration. Let me stop, uh, Troy.
2: And, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. My name is Nancy, and I live in Riverside, California. And I, I, I visit an outdoor shopping area. It's a circular area. Uh, I might want to go from the nail shop to a restaurant. So let's say I'm, I'm at the nail shop, and, and how if they, if they, don't, I mean, if, do they have access to looking up information about this mall and telling me, well, you go to the right and go
5: to the left. How would they do that? I don't quite understand that. My probably a silly question. No, it's, it's not a silly question at all. So that's that I get that question all the time. Um, so first off, realize what the agent has in front of them. They have a screen like Drew right now has that video, but he also has access to the Internet and he also knows where you are because of the GPS. And so he has access to a map. And so a very common question is I'm somewhere um, getting your nails done, let's say, or, you know, you're got a haircut, or wherever you are, and you want to get to someplace else. And it might not even be specific. It might be, hey, I'd like to get something to eat. Can you tell me what's around here? The agent can look on the map, can run a search, can use Yelp, and find something that you're looking for. Then, using the map, they can basically set up, you know, we'll get instructions from Google on how to navigate you, including bus stop schedules. So there's a feature on Google Maps where you say, I want to get from point A to point B and I want to use public transit, and it will not only show you the walking instructions, but it'll show you the, dry, the, the public transit instructions, and so the agent can use that to say, okay, if you're trying to get to this place, then we need to walk you know, a block this way and a block that way, and they'll give you the turn by turn, and we're gonna get on bus route number 22. And so all of that is facilitated to the agent, and they're seeing what you see, so if you were to take a wrong turn, or they were to guide you wrong, they can, you can recover very quickly.
3: Let's ask Drew if he's got a thought on that, maybe, too. Anything yeah. you want to add to that?
6: Absolutely. Uh, for, some, for example, for something like this, we all have the, the map of the casino itself, each floor pulled up just on, on a separate screen here so I could refer to it when someone calls in because the GPS can't be specific to where you are in the hotel necessarily. But we have the map pulled up, so if you say you're on the third floor, you're by this, I could figure out exactly where you are and direct you to, you know, any room in the hotel, pretty much.
3: One of the, one of the things that I found helpful, too, um, is, for example, I might be navigating. I'm going to visit a friend or or, or let's no, say it's a professional colleague. Right, I'm going to a business meeting in a restaurant, and I'm navigating to the restaurant with uh, working with the IRA agent. And mostly I'm using my cane skills, and that, there's not that much they need to do. Maybe uh, tell me about construction or other unusual things. But the cool thing is while I'm doing that, they're also bringing up the menu. So this way... I get to hear the menu as I'm walking to the restaurant. I don't have to ask my colleague to do it, which is not a good way to start out showing your independence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, could I have done that myself, perhaps in advance, probably? Uh, although some of the menus aren't very uh, accessible, so even electronically. And so, um, so yes, could maybe not. And but even but either way, now let's say I forgot. I've got the chance now to get prepared as I'm getting into this restaurant, and to be able to show this professional colleague that I've got a, a good amount of independence, I don't need their assistance uh, to, do, to do that task. All of that basically uh, working with the agent, while at the same time, they're also keeping an eye on my, the video feed and the GPS to make sure I'm not, I'm not getting off track.
4: I have a question. The, this, is, this is Christy again. Go ahead. And my question is, um, I veer. And so, what does Ira agent do about people veering off course?
3: Let's ask Drew if you want to. Did you hear the question, Drew?
6: Yeah, I did. Uh, it depends on, on your how you're most comfortable navigating. But we can either correct you consistently, uh, just try to keep you directly on track. We can give you something to uh, either guide along, or you know, it's up to you. We're we're here. We're we're watching carefully and if if you know if you 're veering off, we could easily tell you how to adjust either by you know move to two o 'clock a little or start facing to your right a bit
3: yeah and i don 't know i i don't most of us uh, probably have that experience and i I, and I have it all the time when i 'm walking with an agent in an airport. So sometimes the the hallway is sometimes the hallway is veering and sometimes i'm veering and sometimes all the people around me are veering so there's just you know and so but it's you know, there's that adjustment which is so cool it's like you want to step two steps to your left to avoid the person in front of you or you want to turn slightly uh maybe to your eleven thirty to your 11 o'clock so you stay uh more in the middle of the hallway that just exactly what you're describing because I, I do it too The, 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 of course, that's right. And the IRA agent, by the way, knows from your profile if you're a cane user or a dog user, um, which sometimes is important, if only because. Uh, if you're a cane user, the agent might supplement, unless you tell them, I just don't want to know, about uh, head high uh, or higher kinds of things that uh, might be in your path. So um, yeah. that's a helpful thing. And, yes, uh, with the dog guide, as, as with anything, you're, of course, in control, uh, Getting your, using the the agent's information as a tool, like many others, to, to you know, make your decisions. So... Um Oh, we got lots of questions.
4: So now you, uh, now I can I can be on a date and find out right away, you know what's up with that.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's
4: get the get the description while the person is there. That that would be fun. Let,
3: let's go ahead and get that. Let's go ahead and get that elephant right there on the table. The date, uh, the dating elephant. Uh, it's uh, it's an important point, and I'm going to ask Drew for a point in just a second on that, but. Um, I mean, this gets into sort of tricky territory, but, um, you know, I think uh, this, as, as an individual with vision loss, I think it's appropriate to ask questions if you want to do that. Um, you probably should. Uh, you should probably explain to a date. Well, First of all, here's what I would do. I would, I would look at the profile picture with my agent, right? So it's just me and the agent looking at if you're if using online dating. Uh, or yeah. if you can come up with a profile picture, some other way. But if you're out, you know, I think you owe the person the uh, explanation that, hey, I've got uh, these glasses on, and I've got an agent uh, working with me. And there's lots of reasons why you might want to do that, including feeling safe, right? Yeah, I have, a- and and so um, I'm going to see if if Drew wants to comment on this as an agent. I don't know if he's come up for you.
6: Um, not not that specifically, but you know, we try to remain as objective as possible and just describe. Uh, someone or something, just based on you know objective uh, traits, which is surprisingly difficult. Um, <laughs> but you know that's we can give as much detail or not as you would, as you would like.
3: And, and, and here's the as as this as this service grows, I think this is the kind of thing we need to have conversation among us as users. What and and with agents and with Ira, what's appropriate? How do we handle it? How do we provide the kind of objective information that really I think most of us do want. Uh, but sometimes bring in some some judgment. I mean, you know, another interesting one that comes up a lot is clothing choices, right? Do these do these match? Um, mm-hmm. And that starts to get into sort of a t- you know. I think an agent can probably give you obviously color if they've got a good good ability, good lighting to, uh, to give you that. But uh, can into, I
1: ask a question from a- Yeah, uh, and
3: uh, uh, I think let's see. I I don't I don't know how we're organizing the questions. So I, yeah, my, maybe Troy's got some. Well, I was waiting for for a okay, question. Go for um,
1: it. The uh, does it use uh, like uh, like like the technology like aftershocks headsets, uh, like using a, a bone phone type of thing where you when you're listening to your to you, you're talking to you? But does it really have a, head, a headphone or does yes. it have? A?
3: That's a that's a great question, and I should have said it. So thank you for asking it. Uh, normally. Um, I would not do what I'm doing here, which is have the speakerphone on, right? I would have uh, an earbud or an Aftershocks headphone. Yes, it does work with those, Bluetooth or wired in all the cases. Um, I know somebody else uses one of those on-ear devices. I don't see as much anymore, but the the flat uh, device. So whatever you're comfortable with when you're out and about um, using, I I wouldn't recommend using an ear-covering headphone ever for a blind person. That's a bad idea um have i done it yeah but don't tell anybody um but i but yes the aftershocks the buds all that stuff work um anything you can connect to your iphone and um and that includes of course uh the challenges that you know you may have with the iphone 7 but it, obviously bluetooth is available i have a, a question um and i i think i know the answer but i'm going to ask it anyway so uh let's just uh come up with a hypothetical situation I'm walking into some place and I know that they're going to refuse me uh, entrance with my uh, dog. Mm. Am I, you know, uh, I think we should need to understand that the agent is not going to be involved uh, in this kind of thing. When it becomes a legal matter, right? I
5: mean, I think we need to understand that, right?
3: All right, Chief Operating Officer. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, first off, that's a very interesting situation. So, are you saying that the um, you would like no, more? I okay. I just think we need to
3: understand that. See, I want to take a picture of
5: that person. Yeah, I was going to say we. But you can't ask the, the agent to be a witness for you. No. Right. no, but we can take the picture and the you know the pic. Yeah, and what and what you do with it? We provide that picture to you, and how you how you. Yeah.
2: Yep. Okay, just in comment to the thing you said, that'd be a perfect way to get the cab number. Take a picture, real quick. Um, uh, the question I had, though, is. Um, are your agents bonded? Now, the reason I ask that in my business, I do contract signing with customers, and I don't find out if they sign for sure until I get back to the office and have a gal I hire look. Of course, I ask them, did you initial here? Did you initial there? Did you sign here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes people don't pay attention. They think they did, but they didn't. So... Let's say I would tilt the glasses down so they can look. They'd be looking at a contract, which may be semi-private, but I need to know if it's signed. Is that an issue? And if so, are your agents bonded?
5: So the question directly, are the agents bonded? No. We do background checks and we do um, verification. They are independent contractors, but they're not bonded. But that information um, that they're providing to you and... If they took a picture, is your information, and so you can use it the way
1: you want to use it. Yep. I'm Ed Ramsey. I had a question, actually, to you. If you walked into a play or, or a concert, let's say, and you wanted a um, description, let's say you, they didn't have it described or you missed the date, and could uh, you all do on-the-fly description of a play or a concert, you know, describing the act? Activity on the stage, you know, the ladies excited and dancing and moving and gyrating, you know that kind of. Or the play, and also, if you're in a restroom and you don't want to, you're by yourself. Or you just, as soon as you walk in, can the person give you a description? You know, you to the left or urinals to the right of the towel. uh You know, you just don't have to grope. And so, a couple th- questions
5: about use mm-hmm. cases. So. Um, No, we do not stream or we do not provide information in a restroom. So that's where we do enter privacy mode, and that's our agents are trained to do that, and you as a customer would be explained. So we don't have a solution for you in the restroom today. Um, The other question about, you know, what other kinds of things can be described, basically anything can be described, and we do have customers who do use Ira to have things like a play or even, you know, outdoor fireworks or but almost anything you can imagine. We had a user yesterday, or no, it was on Thursday, I think, go up in a hot air balloon, and so they wanted that described. Um, there's almost, uh, you know, I'm still waiting for someone to go skydiving. We haven't had that yet. Um, on a more serious note, I was I was really surprised, and, and it, it, I think it showed a lot about the trust of Ira and the brand that we're trying to create. We had someone describe a funeral. And it was their father's funeral, and, and they really wanted to understand and 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 see what was going on and they didn't also at the same time want to rely on the family members who might you know want to be focusing themselves so they had the whole event described and then on a lighter side note i was we were really excited to see someone had a wedding described so their daughter got married and they wanted to really take in that whole scene and that whole that whole wedding and they even bragged about it on facebook which of course at ira we love that um but we could probably ask Drew what are some of the more interesting things that, that he might have described that are in the, more of the entertainment space. So, Drew, what, what, what kind of fun events have you described? Yeah,
6: I, I just want to say, we as agents, we love a lot of this stuff. We, we love, it feels like we're there. It feels very involved. Um, and, you know, it's exciting. Today I, I had a call from uh, a woman in New York City. She lives in Brooklyn, and she was taking a little break from her lunch, and she wanted to go walk down the Brooklyn Promenade. And we took a walk. She kept asking me to describe, you know, what's what can she see over in Manhattan? What's uh, what's in the piers here? And it was a beautiful day. We just took a little walk, and it was uh, it was very nice.
3: And then I'll out myself because I don't know if it was before or after that, Drew. But I I talked to Drew earlier for ten seconds. I just wanted to verify a piece of medication, a, a box of medication that I had, and and it literally took I didn't take t- it took two seconds, um, and we were done. And so so he gets the boring stuff too. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say on the description thing, I know there are p- some people using Ira f- to look at TV uh, here, uh, which I've always kind of wondered. And and I know the live theater or movie theater, uh, you could run into some issues around streaming video and glass, uh, you know. And I, I can't comment on what the ups or downs of that is, except to say what I would argue is, look, I'm a I'm a blind user. I want to get access to the visual information. You're not telling sighted people to come in here with their eyes closed. So um, if until you do, then I should be able to bring in bring in my video. I think it would be really tough, though. God, I can't imagine trying to be a describer of of, a, of an active play or movie, but um, b- because it would be difficult for you as a user to kind of cue them to the stuff you're looking for without disturbing the audience. But hey, you know, there's interesting, a lot of interesting use cases. Questions? Um,
2: yes, I have a mic here. Thank you. Uh, as far as, again, the privacy, the uh, the profile, say, can you tell, and you're talking about colors clothing etc um if the agent sees and Chris this can happen to all of us you have a really bright red stain on your white blouse can you ask or should that be in your profile i want to know if this outfit needs it, it needs it is stained
3: do you it, users do that all the time uh and i, I mean i don't know if you'd want to put it, need to put it in your profile i think you'd simply call in and say look i want to check my clothing uh does this look okay <laughs> is, are there stains are there apparent problems i know i mean i know we hear this all the time and and I, I believe I've done it myself. You want to you know, you check to make sure there isn't something obviously stained or otherwise problematic.
2: And if you ever get 24 hours, I would love to be able to, to get the television and say, what the hell is that ad all
3: about, the one that doesn't have any, uh, you know, the music? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of wonder about those companies. Like, yeah, we don't want to sell to blind people, obviously.
2: Somebody had a question here? Question? one in the back, there- Raise your hand. Okay. One? Hello. Oh. I'm Lynn now in Sarasota, but I lived in Alaska for 25 years. Um, we still haven't talked about the price, and I know that it's not uh, right. cheap, you know, not, well, not very uh, affordable, yeah, so no. I would like to know about that for ordinary people.
4: Yeah,
3: thank you for that, and, and I wasn't trying to prevent it. I really am glad you asked that, Lynn, and I'm going to hand it to Troy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the model that we provide today is a subscription service, so you're Paying by the month, you're not paying for equipment, it's literally by the month, and there's a lot of flexibility. So, we have plans that do range from $89 all the way up for unlimited minutes that run $329 a month. And we do have some users who subscribe to that unlimited plan, just that's how much they use IRA. At the convention today and tomorrow, and while we're here, we have a 15% discount on your first three months. We also are doubling the minutes for the first three months. So our $89 plan provides 100 minutes a month. But if you sign up, the first three months are double. So that $89 plan is 200 minutes. Again, you can cancel at any time. You can change plans at any time. So we're, you know, it is a subscription, but what we didn't want to do is recreate some of the pain that we all have with our mobile plans, right? Which contracts and so none of that. So again, if you want to sign up, you run for a month, and you find out, you know, this isn't the service for me, or I'm just not getting the value, you can return the equipment, and and you're done with the service. Yeah, now, what we heard last night, Simon talked at the keynote if you were there, and we had a couple of product announcements, and the one I'm excited about is the referral program. So, turns out most of the customers that have joined IRA have come from our passionate customers who have referred other customers, right? And so, this is awesome. And We got to thinking, well, you know, that saves us money because we don't have to spend money on, on advertising and marketing. So why not give that benefit back to the user? So if you are an IRA user and you refer someone, you get a month free if they sign up, and they get a month free. And there's really no limit to how many people you can invite. And it doesn't even have to be a friend or family. It just can be someone you met. And so we have a lot of our customers who love to, like, share and demo, like on the spot. And so this is another way to, you know, f- you can make it um, a little more affordable. Um, what else am I missing in the way? We have so many good promotions. We're also um, throwing in a pair of aftershocks um, at the conference. So these are wired aftershocks that you can use uh, when you're out and about. So I'll stop there. That was a lot of information. Um, yeah, Paul, you wanted to add one thing?
3: Um, Yeah, and actually, so Troy's right about the referral. I've already heard about one of our users who's, well, by this afternoon, he was up to seven. So he's got seven months free coming his way. Um, And his goal is to get to a year. I think it's a he. Um, But I also wanted to say something a little bit edgy um, about, uh, not about the the cost, because you're absolutely right. And it's one of the things that I want to work on in Washington is to see what we can do to help. Uh, address the cost factor for a service like this. It obviously costs, and the major cost for IRA, it's no secret, is in the labor, is in the agents, and the agents are awesome, and they deserve and should be paid and probably should be paid more than we pay them. I don't know. But um, what I wanted to say is I understand that there is uh, some work being done to try to create uh, a position for ACB uh, and maybe others in the blindness groups that would start making the case for something like It's not precisely the same, but something like the video relay service. People who are deaf, quite rightly in my mind, do not pay to use the telecommunications network just uh, any more than we do, and they shouldn't. Um, But they have a very expensive service provided by relay interpreter type people, uh, video or audio. Um, that allows deaf people to communicate. And in my mind, there is no reason why we shouldn't be looking for solutions like that, whether it's Ira or anyone else that's in the space um, who is wanting to provide access to visual information, to navigation information, to ensure that our environment begins to have a lot more data available so blind people can get around independently, can learn what's inside or outside uh, buildings and locations. GPS does a lot of good, but there's still a lot of points of interest that don't have labels. A lot of indoor spaces that it's very difficult to get around with or without an an IRA agent. Uh, And there's solutions that are available for that, but those solutions are expensive. They need to be invested in. And in my mind, um, these are the kinds of things that if we're going to make the Americans with Disabilities Act and other um, civil rights laws really meaningful for this next generation and these next steps, we need to be able to provide blind people with access to visual information. And I believe that the kind of way in which that Is done with something like video relay, where it's just a few pennies paid by everybody in the country, is a perfectly valid and great way to get that done. I think we're getting close to being done, and we we do have an IRA event in Bonanza C coming up right after this. He's got that radio voice, that's right. We used to uh, we would go up on the, on the hill in D.C. every year. Yep. And we would uh, explain to the uh, representatives or their assistants that, you know, Medicare will not provide glasses because they don't provide anything with a lens, so therefore they wouldn't pay for the CCTVs. And all the legislators said, oh, we didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so what I'm saying here is, are there Sure. I, 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 think these are the, exactly the kinds. Of, look, I you go, those of you who have known me for a while know I, I love I, I love policy nerding out with the best of them. Uh, and these are the kinds of things I really want to work on, trying to figure out how do we how do we create the solutions that work, that make sense, that we can fund and support. And Medicare, it's been a, a naughty Naughty, not naughty, but naughty problem uh, for a while that we haven't resolved. So I mean, it, and even I mean, to me, that's like that's like the simplest thing you could possibly explain to a member of Congress. But as we know with health care, who knew it was so hard um, to <laughs> to get it <laughs> to uh, revise it? Um, and Medicare is is easy. These are not easy solutions to to do. Um, but I do hope uh, I hope something like a resolution that I've heard being talked about here at ACB comes up. Because ACB has always been at the forefront of really trying to raise these access issues, whether it's Medicare, whether it's back in the day, way back in the day, with video description and detectable warning, ACB was the lead organization to get that stuff done. And I would love to see ACB take the lead in getting this information access kind of to the next step uh, that I was just describing and the kinds of things that IRA is doing and and unleash a whole bunch of other tech innovators to do other stuff or to compete and to do it better if they can. I mean, that's fine. Um, All of that would be great.
0: Yeah, Paul. I have oh. a, one question. This is Armand Bekelian from Sacramento. How does a user or a new user out in the field get trained? If I want to, if somebody is referred, or how does that marketing side work uh, to get new users?
3: So, so uh, I mean, I would say that marketing. Uh, Troy, closure is probably not something that Ira's done all that well up until recently. Um, but I know. But Ira's rocking and rolling it now. And if you if you had been over to the booth and had met Kelly and some of the team over there, they're, they're dynamic. It's awesome. We've got a team that's really doing that. But to a- answer what might be your specific question is you sign up, you get the glasses, you get the device, the phone. You um, you can call in or or set up a time with Ira to do an onboard. It's done remotely, uh, and it, they'll teach you what you need to know about how to run the glasses and what it, how it works. That is, n- yeah. No. Is that somebody was asking? No, that is that that doesn't did, get charged here your minutes? Okay. Um, and I know Tony was going to say, well, my good friend Tony. Just a
2: to comment, Tony Stevens. Let, the me, let me let uh, me give you the mic. Can you get a mic? Yep. I'm like, Coming so. your way. Hold on. So
7: hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I'm holding. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Tony, with ACB. Paul, just to add to uh, w- Mike your question, we are we are actively working in, like, the Senate and other other places, the Aging Committee in the Senate, um, specifically on ways that we can find technologies like IRA, but other, you know, I, our hope is that this draws attention and then other folks will innovate as well um, to come up with new ideas. We just had a, a briefing to senators, staff, and Ed Markey was a big part of that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Ira was there along with a bunch of other assistive tech folks and sort of thinking forward uh, with technology. But the more we make the argument that this sustains independence in the home um, and prevents people from having – from older age adults, let's say, from having to be institutionalized, is probably one of the, sh- the, the strongest things we have that, that echoes the messaging that even Republicans are talking about um, amidst the conservative healthcare debates. debate. So um, I, I think in that sense, just wanted to, to let you know, if, I mean, from ACB's perspective, what we're doing – is definitely looking at this, and in, in terms of the same way that we're finding success with our low vision devices demonstration, we're, we're currently pushing through right now. Um, we're, you know, thinking that this is the kind of space that we can also then attach on to say, look, technologies or innovations like this are excellent ways to keep people, um, and you know, in in a sense to save huge amounts of costs that institutionalization can result in to offset those costs.
3: Yeah, and I'll and I'll put a I'll just put a. Uh, a nice uh, bit of word out for another organization called wayfinder which is a uk based organization but they're developing an indoor standard right so so for automatically going in you know a mall transit facility whatever it might be you go in you got your smartphone kind of like you have here with the beacons i mean it's, it's exactly like what you have here with the beacons only making that something that's much more widely available and expected um there is an app for that here is. um and so which we can talk about separately but but i but the, and the point the reason i wanted to plug that is to point out that there's lots of good stuff happening ira's one great example of that but there's lots of good stuff happening that if we can get these technologies move forward if we can get smartphones into the hands of blind people and if we can figure out ways to fund it and support it the, the there's so much opportunity in our future and you know if you want to be able to sell it sort of on the republican side it means that we get to go spend our money in a lot more places and that's cool for everybody
4: this is christy again and i just want to say I have been, for a long time, concerned about walking around by myself, and um, one of the cool things that I would love is to be able to look around and ask my IRA agent, is anyone following me? Who's around me?
3: Yeah, and I I think it's a good place to close it. I know we've got a user who sometimes um, checks in, not because she necessarily needs help, but it's a remote area, and she just likes to know that she's got somebody... Kind of watching her back, as it were, uh, just like you described. Listen, we probably better close it down because I think we're getting close to closing time, and we need to get over to the Ira event, which is in Bonanza C. So, if you want more Ira, even more Ira in your life, Bonanza C in booth twenty-eight. I'm going to give it back to Becky to close it down.
4: Hi, everybody. Um, I I just would like to give you have you give a big round of applause to Paul and to Troy and to Drew. Hey, to Drew. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> this really is something that works in tandem with environmental access and the work that this committee wants to to accomplish. And um, that's why we really wanted to to ask Ira to be part of this presentation. Um, There is so much information that we don't have access to that we could so easily have access to. We have a lot of thinking and brainstorming and work to do, but we're all going to be better off when we do it. So thanks, everybody, for coming, and uh, have a great night.
1: Jason here, and I'd like to talk to you a little about the upcoming solar eclipse on Monday, August 21st. Many of you have probably heard about it by now, and this kind of eclipse, with the visibility that the United States will be having, hasn't happened since June 8th, 1918. There are a couple of resources you might like to know about so that you can experience the eclipse as fully as possible. Our very own Larry Turnbull will be broadcasting on ACB Radio Interactive beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern on Monday. He will play some eclipse-centric music and be joined by Joel Snyder, who will be providing a description of the eclipse as it passes. I'm sure it will be a fun event and give listeners a way to interact and have a good time. Another resource I learned about is from eclipsesoundscapes.org. Not only will they have information on their site, but they have apps available for Android and iOS, which, among providing information, gives the user a tactile representation of where exactly on the map the eclipse is visible, I have not played with the app yet, but it's called a rumble map, and you get this tactile feedback as you touch parts of the screen. We tried reaching out to Eclipse Soundscapes, but I imagine they are fully booked with interviews, and we could not get one scheduled for this show. They will be on at some point in the near future, so we can learn more about the app and any future developments. Links to the apps are available from the website, which is eclipsesoundscapes.org. This is the first time that I can remember so much attention being focused on the eclipse, and I don't think I have ever gotten to experience it quite in this way, where there will be descriptions and apps available and all this kind of stuff, so I'm pretty excited. Furthermore, if you want to read more facts about the eclipse... Wikipedia turned out to be a pretty good resource. I was looking there just to make sure that some facts I was providing here were correct. NVDA 2017.3 Release Candidate 1 is available for download. Key updates include the input of contracted braille, support for the Microsoft Core 1 Voices, as well as support for the built-in Windows OCR engine, and a number of significant improvements to Braille and web support. You can find out more at nvaccess.org. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It can be heard every week on Friday evening, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream and repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can point any internet browser to acbradio.org slash mainstream, listen using ACB Link for iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 605-475-8130 at airtime. If you would like to give us feedback, or if you have any ideas for contributions, feel free to email us, mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also reach us on Twitter at mainmenu. Thank you so much, and we'll see you post-eclipse.